Hello and welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, making fun of, and having general hijinks with Gem and the Holograms and your other favorite 80s cartoons. I am Orphus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matiti. And today we are ripping into Gem episode four, The Frame Up. So interestingly, um, as I saw on Christy Marks' website, and actually I will have to apologize, and we've both made fun of extensively the idea of the Gem Bible. Uh, mm -hmm. So technically, that is actually not the collection of um, uh, episode summaries on Christy Marx's website. The Gem Bible is actually something you can buy. It's like a compilation of like scripts and like character designs that Christy Marx sells for like $100. Uh, so technically, this doesn't come from the Gem Bible, but close enough. Anyways, I, just, um, I wanted to like clear the air there in case, in case Christy comes for us one day. Yeah, and probably someone will eventually <laughs> if we let anyone know in the broader gemisphere that we're doing this. They like, probably will have some things to say about some of the things we have to say. Right, right. Which at that point, like, fine. Um, anyways, but so as I learned on that uh, on that website, is that this is actually titled Betrayal, according to Christy Marks. But on the episode, it okay. says Frame Up, which I thought was a little bit of a fun discrepancy there. So... Betrayal and or frame-up, whichever one you want to call it, is described as the misfits try to wreck a TV interview of Gem and the Holograms, but when that fails, they frame Gem for a robbery during a concert in Las Vegas. Uh, which, all of those things do happen. Yeah, all of those things do happen, and I think it bears repeating that this is number four of the five-part episode uh, series that make up the first five episodes of this show. Right, it's yet another installment in what this is, this never-ending introduction to this series. Right, and does it need to be this long? I don't know. No, the answer is um, no, Jocelyn, is. the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, let's, let's call a spade a spade. It does not need to be this long. Yeah, why does it take so long to get from point A to point B with that concert? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I love how there's like a throwaway line in this episode of like, it's only two days to the Battle of the Bands. Like, oh, right. Like, that's a thing. Like, this, the, the entire episode, they did not talk about this. But I guess we're getting near to it. Yeah, we're getting ever close, ever closer to this Battle of the Bands that will decide the fates of Gem and the Holograms and the Misfits. And, yeah, so the end of the previous episode ended with Jerrica kind of standing amid chaos as all this equipment started to fall down. There were explosions. She's kind of screaming. Rio's like, no, Jem, blah. Yeah, yeah, everything's and... about to explode. But before we really get into the, the episode episode, I'm going to give a little bit of meta-narrative here because I started sure. um, writing notes for this episode yesterday night. At maybe like around 1.30 in the morning. I had a little bit to drink. I had a little bit to smoke. All I can say is that in my notes as I wrote them down, I said that was just saying before we get started, I'm a little muffed up. Let's do though. And then like proceeded <laughs> to, I don't know, jot down nonsensical uh, little sidebars. To which one of them was Blast You Ad Blocker, because, I mean, everyone can understand that. But then yes. I got a, yo, double Blast You Ad Blocker with that pop-up window of ladies dancing and one dude with a deep V, maybe gay, or just douchey street. Anyway, you X now. And, um... <laughs> I, yeah, I read that as I was trying to, like, go through these, uh, these show notes, and uh, I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> And you felt them important enough to write down. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, well, I'm glad you shared that little tidbit with us. No problem. No problem, everyone. I do it for the people. For the listener. Singular. <laughs> for the listener. And really, that's just whichever one of us is editing the episode that week. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Jocelyn was so true. <laughs> well, right now we have zero listeners. But I've been hyping us up, Michael. I've been hyping us oh, up. Oh, yeah? To who? I tell everyone about our podcast. Okay, I do not, but uh, <laughs> I should get out. I should get out on the hype train too. You, yeah, we need two hype men here. Well, I mean, 
I don't know. I tell my coworkers and my customers and the people in my program about it. Um, so we're going to be like popping are, off in London. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be popping off in London. We're probably going to have like three to four listeners okay, in London, that's Ontario. Plural, that's plural. So up? buckle up. <laughs> yeah, buckle up your seatbelts and get ready for that. <laughs> Amazing. And on that note, let's uh, buckle it up and get into this episode. Uh, All right. So, yeah, like as you were saying, everything was exploding last time around, and that little girl gives that whole um, the recap of all the things that happened. Uh, uh-huh. The previous outrageous episode, um, you know, Rio is struggling with his emotions. Ashley's a dumb bitch. Interview <laughs> with uh, video jockey Lindsay Pierce, which I also love how they play in the recap, the slap pizzazz gives Lindsay Pierce. Uh, yes, it, that was a good slap. Great slap, iconic moment. Uh, and then it kind of seamlessly, seamlessly starts going into the episode. It just like everything starts exploding, and then it's like moves into like what new stuff. And you know, drunk fucked up me was like, whoa! I all caps was like, I did not even notice when the episode started. This was so seamless. To be fair though, I wasn't even drunk or high, and it was a weird transition for me too. Okay, all right. So I wasn't the only one. No, it was. Because, like, it was very action-packed and everything. They're thro- the little girl is throwing all this stuff at you. And there's more action, but then it gets resolved in, like, two seconds. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I have, like, jo- sweet Dodge Gem. She has, like, mad hops. Like, she really kind of, like, zigzags <laughs> her way through some dangerous situations. Right. Uh, and Rio kind of jumps on this... TV crane thing with a video camera and has it lowered down and like kind of swoops her up. Right, right, right. Which is actually, it was kind of a boss move. It's, I don't know, a cool piece of machinery that, yeah, uh, this giant crane deal. Yeah, and it took some like quick thinking and ingenuity for him to come up with that solution. Um, and so she gets saved. Uh, Jim really plays into her damsel in distress kind of stereotype she legit faints oh yeah she does she faints she faints um and then there's like like Lindsay pierce is like on the sidelines of this and you just see like some guy kind of appear and he basically just is like Lindsay, go back to work and Lindsay's just like yeah okay let's do it for sure for sure for sure it's like yo everyone almost died yeah right like have some compassion for the trauma of what just happened. Everything exploded. What do you mean go back to work? All of the equipment is gone. Right, right. But Lindsay being the like sheer professional that she is just like, let's do this. You know, no interview ever is ever over. True. Um, yeah, Jem's fainted and she's like, yeah, carry her off to my dressing room and the rest of the holograms will go and finish the interview right which they do and then like there I, I i in my drunken stupor i remember that in a haze that um <laughs> jim is taken back to her dressing room and then immediately starts hitting on rio yes which is like uh, jim like keep it in your pants for a second yeah what a hoe what and a they hoe. kiss yeah they, okay they, she they, do, they do kiss they do kiss and um but before we go on to that i just wanted just to ask i just wanted to address this now have they said holograms again? So, not that I have, not that I heard in this episode. There is at one point that like drama cowboy guy. He oh, yes. he says hologram, <laughs> which we'll get to why he's a drama cowboy. I love him. Um, I love him too. He's so good. He's so good. Um, he says hologram, but I might just attribute that to his like Southern Texan drawl kind of thing. We're gonna take a pause shortly, listener, because I have to go buy some weed. Jam will be right back after these messages. And now, back to Jam. Alright, we're back. What were we really off? We talk about uh, Rio getting hit on by Jam? Yeah, Rio getting hit on by Jam in the dressing room. And, um... Yeah, he's kind of, like, into it until the holograms walk in the door and see him kissing her. Right, which, like, totally busted. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like someone, like, makes, like, some sort of, like, line where, like, that's, like, not funny or something. Because I have it written down, like, Jem, yes, it is funny, because, like, you straight up played him. 
Uh, and she also has this line where, oh, I can't tell Rio, you know how proud he is? And it's like, is he proud or is that just like some sort of code for aggressive and chauvinistic? Right. Like, I don't know. I guess she knows him better than we know him because if, I don't know, I would feel kind of a sense of relief. I mean, it's really hard to say. I think she's just kind of deflecting blame onto him in this situation. 100%, dude. 100%. I don't feel like he's so proud that, like, his ego would be hurt because he made, she made him look like a fool. I think it's more just the fact that she is afraid of the backlash or the fallout from telling him after lying to him for so long. Exactly. Jem simply just, like, can't own up to her own shit right here, which uh, is a problem. Yeah, no, it's really dumb. Um, Yeah, it's... I feel bad for Rio in this moment. He probably feels like her friends will kind of tell Jem or Jerrica that he's been cheating on her with Jem. Probably, yeah, and... So, in my general viewing of this show, I have the lowest opinion of Rio. I think he's, you know, controlling <laughs> and, like, a turd. But, now that I'm re-watching these initial episodes in fine detail, I'm starting to get the sense that Rio was transformed into that by all of Jem's mind games. Like, he became overly controlling and, like, overbearing because, I guess, like, you know, his mind was getting fucked with constantly. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Um, I would be interested to see how that pans out once we go further into the episodes, because I haven't done a full rewatch of the series yet. Right, 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 right. Um, I just think like some some of Rio's more like truly problematic behavior comes later on, after I get yeah, like I said, he's been like uh, kind of played by two separate women who are actually the same woman. <laughs> What a fool. What, what a, a fool. fool. Uh, so then we get uh, who I've written down as a Peggy Hill character talking shit about Ashley. Oh, yeah. She's like thick Peggy Hill. Yeah, yeah. This like m- like matronly, bespectacled, uh, auburn-haired, auburn-haired, brown hair. I don't know. This lady who has no name. I have no idea who she is. But she's talking about the, the orphans. Yeah. And um, basically, she says to Jerrica that Ashley was talking about running away. Um, And so Jerrica goes to talk to Ashley about it. Right, which she says, I understand you've been running off on your own. Um, Which, you know, some some gem parenting right there. It's not even funny. I don't know why I wrote that down. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I found it interesting that she, like, has a two-line conversation with Ashley before she's interrupted by the news that the concert promoter from Las Vegas is there. I love that, because it's like, oh, Ashley, I care about you. Actually, no, 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 something better just came along. This is way more important (laughs) by Ashley. Yeah, I have to go play a concert at a Las Vegas casino. That's way more important than you. (laughs) Orphan girl, get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, I mean, like, caring about Ashley won't make her money. So true. Carrie about Ashley won't get her anywhere. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, I also want to give a shout out to what um, Jerrica's wearing. It's like a very like fishnetty pirate vibe. Oh, is it the blue and uh, pink one? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just With like a little like side, like a little kerchief on her head that's tied at the side. It's Jerrica Benton. She always has a fucking kerchief. Uh, I know, I but know. This, this one, yeah, she definitely has a kerchief. It's uh, kind of yeah, it's like a like a, a ship boat wench kind of thing. <laughs> That's her daytime drag look That's all the so, time. So true. It's she variations all, of wench. Yeah, <laughs> she looks like some kind of wench: a bar wench, <laughs> a fucking pirate wench, pirate wench. Sometimes like a like a magic wench kind of thing. Like she could be like a very <laughs> low level witch. <laughs> yeah. Which wench? Which wench? Which wench? Like, sometimes she looks a little bit elvish. Elvin? Yes, like yes. Like an elven wench? Right, 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 right. That is very true. Yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't give that outfit a shout-out. Are you giving it a good shout-out I'm not or giving a bad it a shout good shout-out. I'm just <laughs> shouting it out. I'm just declaring it from the mountaintops. I feel like more people need to be aware. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy how the fishnet was kind of everywhere on her outfit. Exactly. I kind of liked it. It was, like, outrageous, but, like, it's one of Jerrica's better outfits, which is saying something. 
<laughs> or saying nothing. Yeah, or yeah, that's so true. Which is, I think, like maybe the theme of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can pretty much tell like who we hate, what we hate, because we talk about it all the time. Exactly. Like... Exactly. We have so much to say about nothing at all. <laughs> but I do think it bears mentioning maybe the reason why Michael is okay with this look, and that's because he loves fishnet. This is very true, listener. Uh, I, yeah, I love fishnets. I love fish, I like wearing fishnets. I like, like, mesh fishnetty glove type situations. It's, yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, so if anyone's ever wearing a sporty look and there's some fishnets and, like, some running shoes in there with a sporty glove, you know that Michael is going to love it. Right, right. Or I'm already wearing it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, anyway, so we go downstairs to where uh, drama cowboys come in. And, mm. you know, Jerrica kind of plays it coy, but she ends up getting, like, a whole contract out of the thing. And, uh, you know, everyone's super into it. It's like a Las Vegas show. So they're like, yeah, yeah, of course we want to play it. To which, like, the surprise is, like, oh, who's opening for us? And there's, like, the Misfits. Uh, and Drama Cowboy is basically, like, he basically says something like, you know, I'm doing it because I like to, like, piss people off, basically. Yeah, he said, what he says verbatim is, honey, I love to see sparks fly. Right, right, right. To which just... That's the drama cowboys coming in on his horse, stirred in the pot. Yeah, it's so relatable. Um, and I, I want to note here, like, Shayna has some things to say. Like, she says, like, uh, oh, the best part is how much the misfits are going to hate this. Which I think, like, kind of signaled the fact that Shayna has lines in this episode. She actually says things. Yeah, she said a line before about how Jerrica or Jem is in a delicate situation. Right, which, right, right. Ugh. That, ugh. I don't know. Is it, though? Is it really a delicate situation? They're enabling her. It's true. Yeah, like, grow a pair, Shayna. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the basically the exact same scene, but on the misfit side of things. So Drama Cowboy, who may or may not be named Dirk. I think they maybe say his name here. Um, his name is Mr. Hayes. Yes, but I think they say, like, his first name. I think Pizzazz says it or says, like, what's up, Dirk? Or I don't fucking know. Maybe I, I, <laughs> I, I can't be trusted. Dirk Hayes. I'm going to call him Dirk Hayes the drama cowboy. Dirk Hayes. <laughs> the perfect, perfect, perfect. Perfect, exactly. Uh, to which they ask him, like, who are we opening for? And he says, Jem, and I believe he drops a hologram here. Um, <laughs> but I also... We'll have to check on that. Exactly. We'll come back well... to you. We'll come back to you. We might even... We'll play, we'll play the soundbite for you and let you decide. Who's the main act? Must be somebody really big, huh? You're opening for Gem and the Holograms. Uh, and obviously the Misfits, like, hate the whole thing. Uh, and, you know, Drama Cowboy is being Drama Cowboy. And I just love how Roxy, like, proceed as he's, like, exiting the, uh, the, yes. the room, proceeds to grab, a, like, a painting to smash over his head. <laughs> I love that, too. She's so rough and tumble. Yeah, she... Rough and Double's a way of putting it. Murderous. <laughs> a true yeah, but menace. she likes to get... Yeah, I mean, she likes to get scrappy. Um, yeah, she is kind of murderous. Yeah, that's true. But I will say, I think, like, generally vandalism is her go-to, which is less murderous and more menacing. Yes. For sure. Like, kind of like low-level petty crime, but she's definitely the kind of person who would get arrested for assault outside of a bar you know 100 I mean? yeah, yeah 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 she'll like yeah she'll fuck you up with the drop the drop of a hat kind of thing yeah she would uh, meet you in a back alley and rough you up but yeah but not stab you yeah exactly <laughs> depending depending on the circumstances yeah. uh so drama cowboy leaves and they're instantly all kind of pissed off and Pizzazz, bra like, straight up says, like, yo, I have the brains here. Like, shut the fuck up, Roxy. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, and uh, then, like, Ashley, like, they basically, like, summon Ashley. Like, oh, you know who would be really good for my scheme is that dumb little bitch Ashley. Uh, and then Ashley, like, runs on in. Uh, to which I wrote, like, Ashley, you are the best at being the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, but she's so desperate to be accepted, I guess, 
And, like, the Misfits invite her to Las Vegas, which is pretty cool for a 12-year-old or however old she is. That's true. That's true. Uh, I would also jump at that opportunity. But I also love how this scene ends with just, I think it's Roxy, but it might just be all of them doing this, like, creepy baby laugh. It's, it's, I don't know if you clocked it, dude. It's really I strange. <laughs> um, yeah. And just to point out, just to tell you guys what the scheme is, it's basically trying to get the holograms not to perform so that they, so that the misfits can then be the main act. Right, right. Which I also like to point out how a misfit scheme is general kind of mischievous, like, yeah, they kind of fuck over Aja a little bit later, but, like, it's not to the point of anyone getting, like, physically harmed, as opposed to an Eric Raymond scheme is arson <laughs> and murder and, uh, you know, framing someone. And bombings. Right. And yes, exactly. <laughs> gargoyles falling on top of people. <laughs> Gargoyle-related homicide. Right. <laughs> Perhaps the best form of homicide. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be mad at dying like that. Fair, yeah. No, actually, I wouldn't want to die like that. What it'd, am be I good, it'd be a way to go out, though. Yeah, uh, it's better than, like, ch- choking on a Cheeto or something in my bed. Right, that's... Whew, I don't even know how you choke <laughs> on a Cheeto. That shit would just dissolve in your throat or something, but if you did... Yeah. That's when you know you have, like, no moisture left in your body because, like, you've been <laughs> binge drinking, and, like, the one Cheeto was the, like, the last straw for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is our future, people. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so they go to the airport, and then they head to Las Vegas real quick. And it's like glitz and glam Las Vegas. This is like Las Vegas of the 80s. It's not like all run down and like shitty looking. Yeah, no, they're, they, they're, they got hooked up with a nice venue, a nice casino to perform in. And basically, as soon as they get there, Shayna's like, you know, real talking with Jem basically saying, like, you should probably tell him, to which Jem placates that conversation with a song about deception. Right. And the song is kind of weird. It literally is just one word repeated over and over again, like deception, deception. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate how deception is like literally written everywhere throughout the music video. Like mm-hmm. deception, like the text rolls by the screen. There's like they're at a gala, and like the banner just says deception. Yeah, it's like really throwing it in your face. Like this is de- about deception. Right. Yeah. The song- <laughs> in case. In case you couldn't tell. (laughs) Uh, And also, of course, plays into, like, you know, Jerrica lying to Rio slash Jem lying to Rio because it's all this deception that she's been playing with him. So the the whole music video is them running around or Jerrica running after Rio or Rio running after Jem and her transforming into the other one and shit like that. Yeah, I really like how um, both Jem and Jerrica are wearing a version of that green and orange outfit and gems it's actually a pretty cute dress with a choker and you know off the shoulder an off the shoulder dress and a choker and then jerica's is just another version of her pirate wench outfit (laughs) (laughs) with a puke green kerchief tied to the side on her head and, you know, the regular bullshit. Yeah, poor Jerry. She really gets shafted all the time. It's like, let's give Jem this, like, look. And then we'll, yeah, I guess make a wench version for Jerrica. <laughs> I just don't understand why that's her look. I I don't know, dude. There's, yeah, there's nothing to understand about it. That's the, that's the bad part. <laughs> but I also, like, really like in this video is there's, like, a scene where Jem has Rio on one arm and Jerrica has Rio on one arm and, like, they tear him apart like a pinata. It's kind of a cool Oh, video. yes. And then he kind of blows into a bunch of, blows up into a bunch of confetti. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I also liked where, um, 
so it's Jerrica standing there with her little kerchief on her head. And then it kind of zooms into the top of her head. And, like, she... Yeah, and then they're running, running on top of Jerrica's head. But it's all Jerrica's <laughs> also there. Yeah, like, the, the, the Jerrica head transformation. I really like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, yeah, they're all on top of her head just running around. Um, which I guess, is, I guess is metaphorical. Right, right. These are, like, the things that are playing around in her mind as she is being deceitful. Yes. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fairly decent song, and I'm sure it taught some little girls the word deception. That's very true, and it's a three-syllable word. word. Um, I'm sure that's not really taught in the American school system. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Gem and the Holograms. Right. Thank you, Christy Marks. Thank you, Christy Marks, for uh, boosting our vocabulary. Uh, so out of this... <laughs> We go into the Misfits with Ashley, where they're basically just bullying Ashley to do what, to what, do what they want, which I kind of love. Oh my god. <laughs> and this is yeah. when the scheme kind of like gets uh, taken into action, because they're in the casino and like the holograms are getting ready for the concert, and like Ashley shows up out of nowhere, and Aja goes to run after her. She's like, Ashley, what the fuck are you doing here? This is Las Vegas. You're a 12-year-old. She goes to run after her, and she runs after her into a bus but Ashley not into a bus like the bus is parked uh Ashley climbs into like the luggage storage area to which Aja comes after her little does Aja know Ashley just goes to the other end the misfits close both sides and like lo and behold she is trapped on a bus yeah and the bus is heading towards New York right 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 right. um and yeah, so, as far as um, their schemes go, this one is pretty, I mean, it's, like, terrifying and awful, but it's also somewhat harmless, right? Yeah, a little harmless, kind of kind of clever, I want to say. It's very clever. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I like this brand of the Misfits. No one's really getting hurt, except, like, you can maybe make the argument Aja could suffocate, who knows. <laughs> or get crushed by luggage. Right, right, right. Um... So then Pizzazz obviously knows exactly what's happening and straight up goes to the drama cowboy and is like, yo, letting you know they don't have their bandmate here, so, um, you know, they're probably going to fuck it up. And yeah. uh, the cowboy starts, I don't know, he's like very commanding in this moment and I'm like kind of into it. He's like, yo, you better get your shit together or else I'm putting the other people on. And uh, yeah, you know, I like a, an authoritative man in a cowboy hat. Yeah, um, so obviously the holograms are kind of freaking out because they can't find Aja. And um, then we kind of cut to Aja in the cargo hold, um, and she's making a lot of noise, and the bus driver hears that noise. And I find it really weird because, like, when he stops and opens the cargo hold, she just runs out without saying anything to him. Oh, yeah, she goes, no fuck, she just busts out. Uh... (laughs) I also really like the people who, like, alert the bus driver that there's, like, this random noise or that they think it's, like, a flat tire. And they just looked far too fancy to be on a public bus. Oh, yeah. What's that, a public bus? Oh, actually, you're right. Now that they're they're going to New York, there's luggage. It's probably, like, a like a mega bus situation. A, yeah, a Greyhound. <laughs> Still, though, they, they were too fancy for, like, that mode of travel. Like, they would be on a train or a plane. I don't know. That, that was my take. Yeah, honestly, having taken many a Greyhound in my days... Um, yeah, definitely too fancy. Michael, did I tell you the last time I was on a Greyhound, the bus driver didn't know the way and I had to give him directions? That is hilarious. (laughs) And that makes no fucking sense, dude. (laughs) Where was he going? He didn't know the way. It was from Detroit to London. And I had already been traveling for 12 hours by that point. Um, This was coming back from Puerto Rico, and I took the longest way imaginable. And I was tired as fuck, and, like, get into the bus, we pull out of the station, and then we're just sitting at the side of the road for, like, 10 minutes, and he's on his phone, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then he turns around to all of us, and he's like, hey, like, I don't know how to cross the border, like, I've never done this route before, have any of you... I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And obviously everyone kind of just like sinks deeper in their seats. 
because no one wants to be the one to help this guy. Right, right. So I was like, I'm just trying to get the fuck home. Like, I will donate my fucking data and my time and my energy to this cause. And yeah, I was helping him for like an hour and a half. Wow. So you're like basically his like navigator. Yeah, and I got us lost at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, though, like, you are not a professional. You are not being paid for this. If you got if you got them lost, that's, like, their own fault. Yeah, why the fuck? What, like, how do you allow that to happen? Greyhound is the worst company. I mean, agreed. Greyhounds, Greyhounds yeah, they're terrible. They're garbage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this bus that Aja was in was on seemed to have been much better than that. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, and Aja is just like, you know, she she makes some friends along the route back to the casino, which I really enjoy. First, there's two like, street toughs. <laughs> yes, I um, love them. I love them too. And they can't really decide like what way to really tell her to go to. And then the next person is this cowboy on a motorcycle, <laughs> to which I, I love him. Because like one... <laughs> Never accept a ride with a stranger, but do it when it's a ha- like handsome, thick cowboy with like some mad booty. Because he was so <laughs> thick, dude. I know that was definitely one of like the most important notes that I wrote about this episode. Like they, the way that they, the angle from which they showed him riding that motorcycle really showed off his like thick ass booty. And, oh, like, dude, his yeah, like thick thighs, thighs. save lives. Like that man is Superman. Cause shit. But yeah, I also was kind of like, Aja, like, aren't you supposed to teach the children here not to accept a ride from a stranger? And she took one anyway. Yeah, but you know, um, everyone knows cowboys are good people. And I also want to give credit to the very strong cowboy representation in this episode. Because you got drama cowboy, you got thick motorcycle cowboy. (laughs) A lot of cowboys running through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Representation matters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> especially for cowboys they, just, they, never, they never feel seen you know no they do not uh so eventually they get into some traffic and i'll just like later thick cowboy guy i gotta go and she just busts out on her own two legs uh which is like you know demonstrates aja is generally the like the badass one like anytime there's anything physical to do or like a tense situation aja seems to be the one that like does it yeah she's very capable of getting herself out of jams She's very athletic. Um, yeah, she has a lot of brawn. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, yeah, she's got some guts, some guts, some gusto. Um, and then we cut back to what is basically pizzazz just, like, hitting on Rio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With, like, a creepy line of, like, I could do great things for you. And it's like, oh, pizzazz, why'd you have to be so creepy about it? Yeah, it's so weird. And, um... Yeah, she basically makes a comment about Jem or Jerrica. No, Jem. And um, Rio's like, you aren't fit to breathe the same air as Jem. And like, just shoves her aside. And shoves her hard, dude. I know. I don't know if they should be that casual about, you know, violence against women. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Uh, They are. (laughs) Because Rio does that a lot. Like, he shoves women a lot in the show. Yeah, he does. He's He's a real manhandler. Like, I get that Pizzazz is, you know, violent herself and unpredictable and scary, but at the same time, you can't be doing that. No, yeah, you can't be doing that on a chill on a children's show. She's the villain, like, like is that, that's her thing. Rio is supposed to be the good one. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so Aja comes back in the nick of time, uh, and we also have a moment where she has an accent for a second, but then loses it right afterwards. <laughs> of course. Of course, which is, like, Aja's thing. Um... And the misfits are, like, out of the show now because, I guess, they were shown to be implicated in the scheme. I kind of forget what happens. Um, so we haven't even gotten into the scheme yet. No, no, no this, is, this is their, like, I mean this scheme. Because we have scheme part two coming up. Either way, we get a song. Like, you know, the mis- the, the holograms do play, and they play, like, too close for comfort. Is the, uh, the track.
So then, yeah, then we get too close to comfort, which is, like, filled with a lot of, like, wheels, a lot of, like, planes and trains and automobiles. Uh, yeah. I frankly, like, didn't really know what the theme or what was happening in the video. <laughs> Me neither. It, it was just kind of a mess of, like, wheels and signs and then, like, trench coats. Right. Yeah. There was, like, in my notes, I have that the holograms are running from something or towards something. It's just very hectic and they're always missing the plane or the bus or they're just riding the bus super fast towards something. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's that's why it's too close for comfort because, like, when you're trying to catch the bus and then you almost don't get it and you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, one of the and lines is, we're getting too close, we're living in the danger zone. Right, right. I don't know what they're referring to. Me neither. They're just too close to comfort. <laughs> they're not comfortable. Um, and then, yeah, then you get more trench coats of sadness. Anytime Rio and Jem are in trench coats, it's because they're, like, longing for each other and that they haven't been able to find each other and it's too close for comfort you know yeah yeah i guess that's the point of the song sure it's a shitty song who cares yeah it's it's not great it kind of sounds like a lot of the other songs right which they all sound the same (laughs) (laughs) maybe the best criticism yeah so um after their failed scheme they kind of turn to eric to kind of pick up the pieces right the, the king of schemes they have to call him the big guns here and basically their his whole thing is like we're gonna create a diversion um and then um someone is going to plant something in jem's room and make sure that the police look in jem's room right and you have ashley here's a kind of like listening into all of this so you got a kind of like a redemption moment um and I think she, like, runs off, and Stormer comes by, and she's like, hey, Ashley, like, chill the fuck out, like, you know, we're not gonna hurt you, and she's basically like, no, like, they might, uh, and Stormer's like, you know what, fair, they scare me sometimes, too, and I'll make sure, like, nothing bad happens to you. Uh, yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah, I think this is, like, the first time you really, like, learn, like, there have been hints to, like, Stormer being, like, the nice person of the group, and, like, actually having a soul, like, here you get, like, Stormer <laughs> really laying it down of, like, I get it. They're quite terrifying, but I'm trying to be the best person I can be. Yeah. And so they're both kind of squatting behind a, a cardboard cutout of Gem and the Holograms. And um, they see, um, sorry, they see uh, Zipper and his goons. Right. Zipper and his goons who are wearing the most terrifying masks. They're like flesh cover colored <laughs> um like balaclavas but like they kind of it's like a like a whole hood type situation it's just i don't know very terrifying yeah they i don't like how it kind of looks like skin exactly exactly uncanny type of shit yeah it's like it's like kkk reminiscent but also i don't know i want to say like like uh cobra commander almost from gi joe (laughs) it's a weird mix um, could you imagine if the KKK wore hoods that were flesh-toned, that just looked like <laughs> fleshy, like, weird cape dicks? I don't know. <laughs> Which would technically make more sense, because, like, you know, white people aren't actually white. They're fleshy. They're, like, pink and fleshy. <laughs> oh, God, I don't like that. But that's me kind either. of what it made me think of. Me too. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like... Yeah, they basically looked like circumcised penises. <laughs> it's probably a, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's probably the best description. Or like a clit or something. I don't know. So, yeah, something flesh, fleshy and bulbous. Yeah, exactly. Like a nipple. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, these are some real goons. Like they had like brass knuckles, and like I love how they smash into this safe. And then the safe is smoking, and it's like, okay, I don't understand why there's smoke coming out of that safe, but sure, sure, sure. It it was recently broken, so that makes sense. I just assume, (laughs) I mean, everything is either on fire or smoky in the show when something happens. Right, yeah, so it's just just telling you it was was recently destroyed. And Stormer and Ashley kind of, like, see it all. And I, like, I really love how, like, they just dodge Zipper's line of sight. Because, like, you know Zipper will kill them. Like, if he knows, they, they know. Like, he'll murder them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, yeah, Zipper basically steals money and then plants it in the hologram's dressing room. 
And then right. runs off. And then runs off. And then as he runs off, the holograms are getting off the stage, to which Drama Cowboy says, like, oh, three encores? And I'm like, really, though? Three encores? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, how many songs do they have? Like, if their set was <laughs> one song and then they played three other songs, then sure, maybe. Yeah, yeah, which are all, like, 45 seconds each, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to which, um, basically, yeah, to which we learn Drama Cowboy's name as Mr. Hayes, because you have his, stu- his crew saying, like, oh my god, all the money's gone. Um, enter balding detective who's busting at the seams, but, like, not in the good way. He just looks, like, very unhealthy. Busting at the seams? Were his, like, buttons about to pop or something? It, yeah, he looked like, like, you know, like, 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 he was, his whole trench coat thing was, like, too small, and he's been eating, like, a little bit too many donuts, you know? <laughs> Well, he is a cop. What else are they doing? Exactly, exactly. He just look, he looks like he was he's like recently fat. Like he just gained twenty pounds in the last like year and he hasn't really adjusted to it yet. You know, the life of a cop is very stressful. That's true. You gotta solve all these um music related crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually at least the police are involved this time. That is very true. That is very true. I think because money is involved. True. They don't care about human lives. It's the 80s, baby. They care about money. Oh exactly. my god, it makes so much sense now. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's, yeah, a, it's... It's, a, it's a simple <laughs> philosophy, you know? One I can really wrap my head around. <laughs> I'm all about the bottom line, baby. <laughs> so true. Uh, so, because of the commercial, we come back, and Jerick, or Jem, I should say, is, like, straight up arrested. They got, like, those, like, little... I like how they put the, uh the cuffs on her and then the cuffs give a little like ding just to let you know that they're all shiny nice touch yeah exactly it's really about the details uh to which another detail i'll point out is like the fact that this detective has no neck like whatsoever (laughs) the same one that you were body shaming just a second ago is this the the same one jocelyn (laughs) the very same you can shame people for their fashion sense, for their hair, for, like, their eyeball shape in the show, but shaming people for their body is too far, Michael. Is it? Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if we're on the same podcast, my friend. <laughs> okay, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I, will, I just don't you. want you to get cancelled by Twitter, okay? <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, thank you, thank you. I feel like that'll happen inevitably anyway. <laughs> and if I have to go down because I made fun of some fucking, like, fat cop with no neck, so be it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, what were so, we saying? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cop, he has no neck, and then Ashley comes in, and she's basically like, no, 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 like, Jerrica or Jem didn't um, do anything. Like, I know who did. Uh, and like, I like, I love, like Pizzazz basically says like, yo, this kid's like 13. She doesn't know shit. Um, well, and- she says this kid is, can't be more than 12 and Ashley's like, I'm 13. Right, 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 right. Which is like, true, all right, bitch. Yeah, exactly. In true Ashley form, like you really <laughs> pissed everyone off, even though you're trying to help. <laughs> and yeah, they don't believe her at all. Um, and Jerrica or Jem is kind of like, well, she wouldn't lie about that. And it's like, um, I think she kind of would. Like, she's lied so many times to you throughout this entire show. And now that, like, what she has to say directly benefits you, now you want to believe her? Yeah, fuck that. Like, she literally stole money from a bunch of other orphans. Exactly. Like, what? In what way is Ashley credible? She isn't. She's terrible. Um, fortunately, though, we get burn victim mystery lady who comes in, uh, <laughs> who says that, no, I can corroborate Ashley's story. Yeah, she kind of looked like, I want to say, like, a sheathed Carmen Sandiego in purple, like, from head to toe. 100%. 100% um, like, very strong Carmen Sandiego vibes. Or, like, Burn victim Carmen San Diego, or maybe like fashionable like plague doctor oh, without okay. the pointy face mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like fashionable plague doctor. So uh, everyone's a little perplexed as to who this like mystery lady is. But that being said, the cast of the show isn't that large, so like it's not it doesn't take too much to really put two and two together. Uh, and then you have like this like little scene because Pizzazz basically tries to implicate both Rio 
and Jem in this robbery, basically saying, like, oh, Rio probably did it too, because, like, he helps Jem with everything. And then Jem asks Rio, like, okay, I get why she's trying to come for me, but why is she trying to come for you? And smug-ass Rio busts this whole, like, I guess she doesn't handle rejection well thing. And it's just like, go fuck yourself, Rio. Whatever. Did he say that? Yeah, I did not like it. And it's like, Rio, you're far too full of yourself. Pizzazz is, like, rich and beautiful. She does not need you. Uh, I hate your guts. Yeah, this guy is so delusional. Okay, first of all, like, two of the women who are hitting on you are the same woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's one woman. Yeah, it's one woman. And secondly, you really think that Pizzazz trying to hit on you is anything more than part of her scheme? Exactly. You're nothing but, like, a pawn in her, I would say, chess, but Pizzazz is a checkers gal. Yeah. She's like a go fish kind of gal. <laughs> yeah, checker is probably too much, too much involved. <laughs> like a connect four. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I really want to go back to the mystery lady um, who has like this raspy smoker's voice. Who was like, she wasn't alone. Yeah, I yeah. too saw the men. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like an old witch kind of thing. She's, she sounds like she knows stuff, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, I can prove that Jem is innocent. And the cop is like, I need to know who the fuck you are first. Because <laughs> you're, like, kind of terrifying. Yeah, exactly. I can literally only see one eyeball. That's all I can see of you. So then she reveals that she is Stormer. Which, and um... Go ahead. Very admirable. Very admirable, yeah. I think this is, like, you know, we got that little like line of, like, Stormer saying how she's scared of the other misfits, too. And this is, I think, like, you know, a, the most concrete example that we've seen thus far, that she is more about the, uh, you know, good winning out over evil, I guess, if you can really say that. Yeah, like, she doesn't want to get people arrested for no reason. Yeah, her personal gain isn't the only motivating factor in Stormer's life, which, you know, is refreshing. Yeah, truly. The bar is really that low for us right exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Because you can even say the same thing with Jem and Jericho. Like, Jericho just wants to get ahead. Yeah, and, like, Kimber's, like, really upset that she's not seen at the same level as Jerica And, like, the rest of the holograms, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're, yeah. I don't know. You got Shayna talking shit sometimes. Aja running through traffic. Whatever. <laughs> But yeah, with Stormer, you get heart. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so the whole case is resolved. Everything's all good. And we cut back to Eric's office. where We have a little bit of like a debrief with the misfits in him. Kind of, you know, basically saying how, you know, our approach isn't working. Like, you know, we murder and general crime. So let's hire a private eye to like basically spy on Jen. Yeah, because like he has this hunch that perhaps... Jem isn't who she says she is, just like how Phyllis, or sorry, um, he posits that maybe Jem is just a stage name, just like how Pizzazz's real name is Phyllis. Maybe Jem has a true identity. Right, and this is the first time I think we learn that Pizzazz's real name is Phyllis. Yeah, which is not hardcore. Not hardcore, it's softcore. Yeah, very softcore and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... But anyways, the like the main thing at the end of the scene, we learn that Malone, the private eye, is on the case, and he's gonna go, you know, snoop through Jem's garbage and such, and get uh, get a handle on who she might may be. Yeah, pick her tampons out of the trash. Uh, right, all that know. private eye stuff, you know, following the clues. <laughs> and I like how he kind of declares himself as the best in the biz. It's like, okay, according to who you... he has, a, he has a thin mustache and a trench coat. He must be good. <laughs> and a fedora. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so he starts following them as private eyes do. Um, and then we go to the Countess de Voisin's fashion show uh, because the misfits want to give Malone some help and we kind of like will learn how in a second. Uh, and the whole purpose of the fashion show is the Countess is unveiling her new gem designs. 
Uh, right, that's so, okay, first of all, like, I'm so confused by that. Um, I know that it was addressed in the previous episode, but, like, since when is this Countess also a clothing designer? Yeah, it's like, you really had to listen hard to last episode to, like, really put those two and two together, because, yeah, there's some throwaway lines where she says, like, oh, maybe I'll make some gem-inspired fashion or whatever, um, and I All guess, right. yeah, it, like I remember it did happen. They really didn't do a great job in setting it up because it was literally like one line. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. But anyway, I want to give a shout out to Countess Duvoisin. She looks amazing. She does. She does. She does. She really looks glam. Yeah. She has a great off the shoulder gown, her hair up, like kind of pinned back in a very elegant European rich woman from the eighties type of way. She kind of has... Princess Diana vibes. Yes, very true, very true. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they're modeling her after Lady D. Yeah. Lady um, D. Lady D. Get that D. <laughs> and she did get that D, didn't she? She did, she did. It costed her life, but she got it. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Um so <laughs> <laughs> after the Countess like introduces the whole thing, we get this um the truly outrageous song. So, uh, you know, they start playing their little number, Truly Outrageous, which is essentially just the theme song. said though I did kind of like the music video because there's a lot of like people like running or sliding by the screen trailed by rainbows yes yeah um, yeah at one point like Jerica or sorry Jem is dressed up as a princess and Rio is dressed up as a prince and then they kiss and um Jem's pointy princess hat like shoots out a rainbow and they fly into the sky right right also like in that scene the like Prince Rio, he looks like kind of sickly. Like, I don't know, he looks very, very thin. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he looks kind of thick, sometimes he looks a little thin. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also, yeah. Um, at one point, they have like a like a hoof-winged unicorn, so it's a unicorn with little wings on its hooves, instead of like a full pegasus, which I, I enjoy that they made that decision. It's like, no, 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 no. It won't have two <laughs> giant wings. It'll be unicorn with four tiny wings. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I, you know, you know me. I like I'm I'm on like Pegasus Unicorn Watch in this fucking podcast. <laughs> um, is that a thing? It is not a thing. Um, <laughs> okay. That's why I really liked it because like sometimes you'll get like it was kind of like a sandal Hermes type situation, but it's a horse and it has naturally just like little wings popping out of its ankles. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, I like it though. That's really nice. Yeah, really, really nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good for them. <laughs> That's so creative. <laughs> very creative, very creative. Uh, so this song, yeah, kind of, kind of a bullshit, uh, whatever song. Um, we do still get some trench coats of sadness in it. Uh, yeah. Which I feel like in every music video we've seen them, we've seen Rio and Jem wearing these trench coats and then embrace at some point. Yeah, trench coats and falling leaves like denote yearning. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> fine. I'll deal with it. Whatever. So then, out of this, we get the uh, the misfits, which like, Pizzazz is wearing, kind of like a leather yes. jacket, leather pants with like a like a crop top underneath. It's a hot yes, one. so good. I was, um, I'm gonna say creaming my panties, but that's not what, what happened. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> um. No, I was like really jealous of that look. I want it. No, That's no, going to no, be one should, of my looks. Yeah, it's going to be one of my looks this uh, spring, fall, maybe for GemCon. That could okay. be one of my GemCon looks. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm, I fully support that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Gotta maybe... get on that skinny bitch diet. Oh, dude, I know. I've already started. <laughs> Zero uh... cow noodles and all that fun <laughs> shit. Why don't you fucking kill me? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah, I'm off the bulk up. I'm on. I'm on the uh, the the low cal, no carb situation. Well, not no carb, but um, it's a uh, it's a process. What if we just accepted ourselves for who we are, Jocelyn? That's fucking ridiculous. 
What? I, oh my god. They've gotten to you. The left has gotten to you. The left? Yeah, they've gotten to me. <laughs> we gotta purge all that body pause Lizzo crap out of your head. Oh my god. Oh my god. But I know that deep down, I know deep down that you are right. <laughs> Anyways, so um, we also get a look at the, uh, the gem and the holograms as look, which I kind of call out because this is like a fashion show for gem wear. And I feel like all of them are wearing pretty shitty outfits, except for Aja. Like Aja has like this wet, or, or, like red and white like power suit type thing. Jem mm-hmm. is like kind of Jackie Kennedy vibes. Shayna's like on safari. I didn't like those other ones. Okay. Shayna was giving me like an old grandmother from the South who like sits on her porch in a rocking chair like, talking about, like, I don't know, some racist bullshit or chewing on a piece of straw, chewing right, tobacco right. or something. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, like, the, the shawl was very much creepy porch lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I was not here for that look at all. It felt, like, oddly racist. and like, Yeah, oddly, I agree, I agree, I agree. Oddly, like, plantation vibes. I did not like it. You're, yeah, I, I, I it definitely veered more into plantation than safari. I think I just, I saw the hat and then I, you know, definitely much more southern, uh, like cotton picker type situation. Yeah, they really, she looked kind of like Oprah in the color purple or something. Dude, yeah, yeah, I get that for sure. Like, I just, I don't know why they do Shayna so dirty every time. <laughs> Like it's so wrong. I don't. It's, I don't get yeah, it. It's so wrong. They just. I, they. They simply don't know better. I, I'm gonna. I'll try to give them some credit here. White people, dude, we're the worst. They already fucked her over by giving her that weird triangle purple hair. <laughs> I know her hair's so <laughs> shitty. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Shayna. Poor Shayna. She'll get hers. Never. Um, no, she will not. She will never get hers. Um, so then we also get the Misfits' scheme here, which is they basically kind of take a light, like one of the spotlights, and put it on one of the fire sprinklers, which then causes the fire alarm system to go off. So the fire alarm system goes off, there's water everywhere, the holograms have to like dip, and they're in their car, and they're driving, and they're all wet and shit, to which this gives Malone the opportunity to like trail them and see where the fuck they're going. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that they were going back to their father, or to Jerrica's father's weird lair where Synergy lives, and they're, like, changing their clothes and whatever because they're soaking wet. Right, and, like, at one point when they're changing their clothes, someone takes off a skirt, and you see a lot of leg. And it's just, like, <laughs> I, I, I saw it, and I was like, this is a children's show. Yeah, the show is for the babies. Like, have some decency. Right, um... And then we get that line, like, it's only two days left of the Battle of Bands. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and they all change and they leave. And so Malone sees all of this. And he goes into the Starlight Lair of Sex Dungeon. And uh, immediately, uh, Synergy starts going, intruder, 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 intruder. And I'm a little bit perplexed because Synergy is a fully functional AI capable of independent thought, um, forming sentences. She couldn't do more than just, like, yell intruder, like, maybe, like, immediately tell Jerrica or something, or cast some sort of, like, terrifying illusion to get this guy out of here. Yeah, that's very true. Like, he could, she could have, I don't know, made the wall impenetrable. Right. Because she does seem to have that power. Right. And it kind of seems like she makes it, um, penetrable for Jerrica specifically. Yeah, or like even when he when he actually got in here, it's like turn yourself invisible so like he can't see you. Because also, I love how Malone's first instinct is just to smash everything. Yeah, he's like, stop that racket or whatever, and Malone just starts smashing everything with a chair. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then there's a huge explosion. Right, everything's exploding. I feel like they can't <laughs> help but close an episode with at least like four mini explosions. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even make sense it never makes sense explosions are never warranted <laughs> but you know synergy is a machine so machines blow up and shit right i don't know i don't know <laughs> from a chair <laughs> yeah 
Uh, and then, of course, as it always does, it ends on this big cliffhanger of, is Synergy going to get destroyed? Like, what are we doing here? To be continued. Yeah, and what's going to happen to Jem? Uh, will Jerrica be able to transform into her again? And that's a huge jam because they have their whole Battle of the Band sling coming up. It's a whole jam in the gem wheel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, nicely thanks, played. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, so here we are at the end of the episode. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up that uh, we didn't get to go through? Yeah, so um, we should talk about uh, the difference between the titles uh, from Deception and, uh, what was the other one? Oh, Frame Up. Betrayal versus yeah. Frame Up. Yeah, Frame Up versus Betrayal. Um, right. We should so, talk yeah. about the difference between because, the yeah, titles. Because now we're, now we're here at the end and we can really get into the nuances of uh, this high-minded discussion. Um, <laughs> so Betrayal, I think, more plays in line with Ashley and her betraying Gem and the Holograms to help uh, the Misfits. But yeah. you, you can, with that also in mind, you can also think that Stormer betrayed the Misfits to ultimately absolve Gem and the Holograms. So that seems to be where that focus is. Yeah, and I think also you can think about um, kind of Jerrica's betrayal of Rio's trust. True, true, yeah, yeah. That is very much a betrayal. As opposed to frame-up, I guess more focuses on the exact plot, because like there is a literal frame-up. Yeah, but that that plot line only lasts for maybe two minutes. That is very... Like, yeah, maybe that, five minutes of the entire episode. And like, yeah, it is. it does kind of drive the episode for a little bit, but I would say the betrayal would be a better title for this episode. I agree, I agree. Which is like, I guess kind of similar to Kimber's Rebellion, where Kimber's Rebellion was like the last four seconds of the episode, yet it still was the title of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Betrayal, that's uh, that's the one we're going with. It's the better title. Christy Marks, you were correct, even though you're technically wrong. <laughs> even though you wrote the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She has the right to call whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, and I just find it bizarre that um, they gave her so much creative freedom, ostensibly, to do whatever that, the fuck she wants and like make stories that don't make any sense. But they're like, no, 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 we're not going to call this one Betrayal. <laughs> we're going to call it The Frame Up. Yeah, this one's Frame Up, Christy, all right? You're off your rocker on this one. <laughs> yeah, you're going too far. You went too yeah, far. Yeah, it's one time. step too far, Christy. <laughs> The general misogyny and the slapping of people and no disregard for safety. I get it. <laughs> this one, no. No, ma'am. Yeah. I wonder how much of that, how much of the slapping and the abuse, both verbal, physical, and I guess also emotional. 100% emotional. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how much that was her idea or if like the producers of the show were like, come on, Christy, we got to spice it up a little bit. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's simply the patriarchy in motion, and we don't even know it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably it. I don't want to blame Christy Marks for this, because I love her. Right. And I right, don't know right. why, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> um, but I do. I guess I do, too. Once I learned that she wrote for Transformers and G.I. Joe and has, like, written comic books, I actually, like, got a little more respect uh, for the Lady Mark. <laughs> yeah, not the fact that she wrote this show that we've dedicated... Many hours per week to creating a podcast about. Yeah, that's kind of whatever. That's that's cool, too. That's cool, too, Christy. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, so before we uh, we leave, we have um, two titles to bestow upon the characters of this episode. The uh, yes. number one being the baddest bitch of the ep. Whew, okay, this one, actually, I feel like there's there was more meat to this episode than there was last week. I agree, um, I agree. And, like, the characters made a stronger impression. I would argue that Stormer is the baddest bitch of the episode because she did show some courage in kind of betraying the misfits the way that she did. And also that outfit, that disguise was awesome. She, like, really committed to the look, had that raspy cigarette witch lady voice down perfectly. I was into it. Very true. And I'm, actually, I'm kind of of two minds on this one because, like, yes, I think the... Like, emotional bad bitch was definitely Stormer, who, like, you know, showed some character development and who really, you know, stood up for her morals more than, uh, like, the group and what the group wanted. But I really did think Aja's, like, run from, like, the bus 
to the casino was pretty badass too. Yeah, that was pretty great. She really has a lot of stamina and a lot of resolve to kind of take matters into her own hands. I respect it. Yeah, Should she like, have taken a ride from that stranger? I don't yes, know. Yes, yes. You saw his butt, dude. He was a th- <laughs> he was a he was a thick cowboy motorcycle daddy. So yes. So the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> and even when they got trapped in traffic, she was like, "I can't do this no more. I'm just gonna do this on my own two legs and just like bust it out." Yeah, fair. But with all of that, I do think Aja generally demonstrates her badassness through physicality and in many ways Stormer's act of honesty was probably more difficult. Yeah, I think that Stormer deserves it. I don't think Aja was instrumental enough in this episode to really warrant a baddest bitch title. But then again, we gave it to that receptionist who was painting her nails. <laughs> no, she was a runner-up. She was a runner-up. But like oh, she, was by she? Her, yeah, 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 yeah. By her doing nothing, that was the badass part. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. She's still the baddest bitch of episode one for me. Um, okay, okay. I give I, I give it to the space cadets. I think that's where we ended up. But oh uh, yes, they were hot too. They were hot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but then moving on to biggest bitch, who who, who who's your nominee? Um, so as far as the biggest bitch goes, I mean, you know who I'm going to say. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. Obviously it's Ashley. <laughs> like the thing I was trying to think like, oh, who else could we give it to? We always say Ashley, but like, I don't know, dude, Ashley always comes through. Um, yeah, Ashley comes through, but she did have a redemption moment. How can we gloss over that? That is, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, um we could say maybe Eric Raymond who hired a PI, hired these goons, like, has done all this, this, like, actual evil shit. You know what? That's actually not bad, because, like, at this point, I think Eric's getting to, like, the point of, like, just being a little annoying about it. Uh, And, like, Eric, succeed on your own merit. Stop committing crimes to bring down this glam rock group. Stop being a bitch about it. Yeah, it's kind of pathetic. He's like, what, 40-something, and he's going after these 19-year-old girls? Yeah, what a little bitch. Yeah, um, so that's the biggest bitch of the episode for me. All right, Eric Raymond, uh, you take the cake. Uh, Stormer and Eric, your prizes will be awarded to you via email? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I don't know. A Nigerian prince will send you a million dollars or something. I don't know. Yeah, so just be sure to give him all your bank information. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> your SIN number, social insurance number. For yeah, and, and you can send that all there. Yeah, you can send that all to us as well. Um, we may not be Nigerian princes, but we are also very flagrant with our spending and have very little financial literacy. So we will do good things with your money. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would take your money with open arms. Open arms. Uh, <laughs> on that note... And I would um, even open my legs for it. Who am I who you am I to be above that? So true. Sex working is a profession unto itself. The original career. <laughs> the original occupation. I want to say it's like the oldest occupation in the world. Yes, I've heard that too. I've never truly read about it, but I've heard it said. I've heard it said, yeah, multiple times. So it must be true. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so on that note, uh, I think we come to the end of another outrageous episode. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifice Jones. And on that note, until next time, faithful listener, stay outrageous. Yeah, stay outrageous. Yes.